I really appreciate the opportunity that Jimmy gave me to speak this morning. Uh, it came as a bit of a surprise, actually. Uh, uh, my family and I joined this church about 13 years ago. Uh, I grew up under the uh, children's ministry with Virginia, and uh, Mark was here, Mark Stegall, and then Jonathan Long was here, and then Barry has been uh, my student pastor for uh, the majority of the time uh, that I was here, since, he was, since I was 16. Um, in 2006, I felt a call to ministry, and so I began then to get more involved with the youth. Uh, we formed a leadership team where we met with Barry, and we helped plan things, and we gave him feedback on what, the out, what, what it looked like from the inside looking out. And so I did that for a few years, and then when I graduated, I became Barry's intern. And that was a lot of fun. I got to go to staff meetings. I got to go to camps for free. I got to, I got to do a lot of things. I got to, um, I got to really examine the decisions that were made when it came to you know, minor decisions around the church, and I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I then felt called to go to Unity Baptist, where I served as a part-time youth minister for a little while. And uh, now I'm back here working uh, down the road and cutting a little grass on the side. And um, periodically, Jimmy and Barry both have given me opportunities to come and speak, whether it be on a Sunday night or uh, a Wednesday night. And uh, I appreciate that because it's really hard if you get out of the routine of speaking in front of people and, and ministering to people. It's very easy to find yourself caught up, you know, when, when you want to go do it again, it kind of you know, messes with you a little bit, but Jimmy and Barry have given me many opportunities to come speak and um, just uh, continue to try to stay in that routine, if at all possible. Um, I want to share something with you. I'm a fan of country music. I love country music a lot, all right? I know y'all go ahead and place your judgments or anything like that, you know, but uh, I like country music. Um, You know, some of the themes in country music consist of, you know, trucks and dogs and women and alcohol and all that kind of stuff, but I must say that those are not my favorite things about country music, although sometimes the way they put it is very funny, the way they think about it and all, but uh, my favorite thing about country music is the imagery that they use. Um, I want to share some of those with you. Uh, in Alabama's song, uh, I think it's called High Cotton, I think, there's a, there's a phrase that says, walking in high cotton, and that reminds me of going to family reunions in South Georgia sometimes, where you would drive down the road, and you would look to the left and to the right, and for miles you could see cotton fields, or peanuts, or walnut trees, and pine trees, just the rows of it, and um, just when you hear that song, and you hear the imagery, you take it, you, it comes in, and you process it, and then you think about those things, and you admire those times you got to see that. Um, another one is uh, Keith Urban's song. Uh, the phrase is, uh, raining on Sunday. To me, that portrays laying on a couch, looking out the window, and watching it rain on a Sunday afternoon after the preacher preached too long, right? Right? Too long. Uh, imagery. It's harvest time in this little town. That's a Luke Bryan song. Uh, there's another one that says, uh, trees all crossed and covered in moss. It's like one of those moments in your life when you feel like the things are all above your head and you just want to be secluded by yourself. And there's another one that says, uh, cottonwood falling like snow in July. I love that. Because when the, when the, when the, when the, uh, when the cottonwoods bloom and they blow one way or the other, they blow everywhere. And it does, you know, in a sense look like it compared, you know, besides the, Daggum, 150 billion 
percent humidity and all that kind of stuff. You know, you don't have that around Christmas time. But um, and uh, there's a, there's a last one. Eric Church wrote one, and it says uh, like a honeybee beating on my screen door. To me, that's like sitting in a rocking chair at nighttime, and you hear all the bugs everywhere, and then you may hear bugs splat, you know, against uh, uh, your screen door or something like that. And uh, I just like that. I like that kind of stuff. I'll be reading this morning from Genesis 1. I'll read verses 11 through 13, and then I'll read verses 20 through 31. It'll be on the screen for you. Verse 11 starts with this. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit, with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants, plant-bearing seeds according to their kinds, and tree bearing, uh, trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. Verse 20. And God said, Let the waters teem with living creatures, and let birds fly across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea, and every living and moving thing, which was water, which was water teams according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw it; it was good. God blessed them and said, "Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill uh, the water in the seas, and let the birds increase on the earth." And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said. Let the land produce living creatures according to their kind, livestock, creatures that move uh, along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kind, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Verse 26. Then God said, Let us make Man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every other living thing that moves on the ground. Verse 29 says this, Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth, and all the birds of the air, and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give green plant for food. Every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Pray with me, please. Father God, I lift these next few moments up to you. Lord, humble my heart, humble my spirit, soften the hearts of your listeners, Lord. Help us to grow off of these blessings that you've, that you've given us through nature, through this creation. 
I pray for humbleness, Father. And I pray for clarity. And I pray for your will to be in this place this morning. In your name I pray, amen. David Crowder, he's a contemporary worship leader. He's an artist. He makes, uh, he sings a lot of the songs that we, actually he's produced a lot of the songs that we sing in the contemporary service. And he has a song called How He Loves. And in that song, there's a phrase, um, I have it right here, and it says, uh, His love's like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his uh, love and mercy. Think about that. Hurricanes, when they come through, we see them on the news all the time. When the hurricanes come through, we prepare ourselves. You know, some people, you know, it irritates me because when, uh, it bothers me because it'll say, sometimes on the news after a hurricane, they'll say there were 40-something casualties because of hurricane so-and-so. And I'm thinking... Well, the people didn't get out. That's their, you know, I mean, it's so frustrating to me sometimes because when a hurricane comes through, people don't get out of the way. That's on a side note. But anyway, when hurricanes come through, we have no power over them. And the only difference here, the uh, example I just gave, is that we don't have a choice to get out of the way when God's love is like a hurricane coming through. Because we can't stop it. And that's how powerful it is. It bends us backwards like a tree. And it soaks us in His love and in His mercy. Even though, you know, we don't always do the right thing. It soaks us. And it blesses us. And I think that if we think about this love, this hurricane-type love, and to put it in perspective of how God created nature... I believe that we can find blessings from that. And I want to share those with you this morning. The first one is this. Our blessings in nature consist of ownership. We find this in verse 27 when, when, the, when the writer breaks off into another paragraph and writes that he created man in his own image, male and female. He breaks it off. That just goes to show you how important it is. Listen, we are made in the image of God through relationships. That is one of the biggest ways that we're created in the image of God. Before God created us, He created the land, the waters, vegetation, animals. And then He created us. And He had a relationship with those things. And then when we came, He created us. He had a relationship with us. So therefore... We can have a relationship with nature, God's creation. My favorite verse of Scripture is found um, in Proverbs 3, where uh, the writer of Proverbs talks about um, taking the experiences that God has taught you and binding them around your neck so you can keep them wherever you go. That's the exact words that uh, the Bible uses, bind them around your neck. Keep them with you all the time because you'll forget them. You'll get wrapped up in everything going on, you'll forget them. But my favorite portion of that scripture uh, is found in the first two words, my son. If we believe that the Bible was inspired by God, if we believe that the, God inspired the writers to write 
Proverbs in every book of the Bible, then we can assume that when the writer says, my son, he's talking, God is talking to us. He's saying, my son, take these things that I've taught you and bind them around your neck. Don't forget them. By doing that, God has taken ownership of us. When He created us in His image, He took ownership of us through creation. Last Sunday, uh, a few weeks ago, um, I had the opportunity to speak on a Wednesday night to the students. It was Bailey's birthday, and Barry took the day off and spent a little time with her. It was a special birthday. And um, I talked about... uh, in John chapter 7, there's a, there's a phrase, I think it's 7 uh, verse 16, where it says that God has visited his people after he raised a widow's son up from the dead. God has visited his people. And the, and the, and the synopsis of the message was that if you, you know, in order to re- fully realize What's going uh, to uh, fully realize uh, what it takes to worship God day in and day out? You must recognize that you have that you are God's people. God takes ownership of us because of this ownership that He takes in us. There's a byproduct of that, and that's the second blessing, and that's joy. I have a friend that I actually met when I came to Palmetto, and we've been friends throughout. Um, I've seen him here and there and everywhere, but I try to see him as much as possible. He recently got married, and he had a baby. And his wife had a baby. I'm sorry. His wife had a baby. He didn't have a baby. Thank goodness. His wife had a baby. And um, we have next tails. At least, you know, it's wintertime down there at Peak, so they took mine, because there ain't no business going on. But um, during the summer, we would talk back and forth throughout the day, because he, he works for a trucking company, and he has to have a next tail, too. So we have free direct connect minutes. And so we would talk back and forth throughout the day. You know, if we were busy, he would say, hey, man, let me let you go. I got to do this, and that's fine. You know, and I would call him later. He would call me back. It didn't matter. But we would talk, and sometimes we would get in these in-depth conversations, and some of them would be good and some of them would be bad. He would be having a bad day or I would be having a bad day. If he was having a good day, I always knew the way to make him feel better, and that was to talk about his new little girl. All right? And the reason for that is because he took ownership of his little girl. Therefore, he has joy. He shows joy. He inhibits joy in his life because he has ownership of this child. And God's the same way with us. Because he owns us, he takes joy in us. He took joy in us when he created us in his image. LifeWay uses a strategy called uh, KNOWN, uh, K-N-O-W-N, all right, all capital letters. And it's a youth curriculum, and you can use it on Wednesday nights, small groups, um, and then other, other things, but you can purchase it through LifeWay. And the strategy is based on three steps. Um, First, uh, they, take, they take the words out of known and create this strategy. So the first one is know. They know God's character. They know who God is, what he is about. They know it. So that's all the letters except the end at the end. Right? And then the second step is that they own their faith. 
Because that they know who God is and because they know God's character, they own their faith. They take ownership of it. And because of that, because they know it and because they own it, they then make it known to people. And that is an awesome strategy. I love that. Um, Barry uses it here at the students. He gets tremendous. Barry says, I get more comments about Sunday, Sunday mornings and Sunday school than I do anything else. Uh, he used it there. I used it at Unity. I was talking to a pastor um, down the road, and he said, that, uh, he said that his youth pastor used it one time during a prayer meeting, and the adults loved it. One of the lessons from it. They absolutely loved it uh, when he was out. But um, So because God takes this ownership of us, and therefore there's joy, we have the opportunity, uh, God, God, God because, because of that, God shares his creation with us. And that's the third blessing that we find in nature. In verses uh, 28 through 30, I'm going to read that again for you. It says, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air, all the... All the creatures that move on the ground, every beast, uh, excuse me, the, uh, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green thing, uh, every green plant for food. So what he did is he created land, he created the water, he created the vegetation and the animals, he created us, and then he gave us these things. Because he took ownership of us from the get-go, uh, because of the joy he has uh, for us, he shares this creation, these awesome things that we get to enjoy still today with us. God shares his nature with us. I want to share with you um, um, some responses that I believe that are appropriate uh, when uh, responding to what God has done for us. Um, because every time that we wake up in the morning... Real similar to the analogy of God uh, acting like a hurricane, or uh, God's character like a hurricane. When we, when we wake up in the morning, we can look out the window and we can see the trees, we can see the clouds, we can see the sun, we can see the things that God created for us. First things first. Our response, uh, our first response can be taking care of it. You know, Mom and I always had a disagreement when I was little because uh, instead of taking the trash and putting it in, in the cup holder or in, you know, in something in the car to get it out of the way, I wanted to throw it out the window. It's just easier that way because if you let it in the car, it piles up, and you know, who knows how long it's going to stay in there. Who knows? And so I would just want to throw it out the window. It's easier, right? You can't do that. It's being a litter bug, as people call it, right? Don't be a litter bug. When you have the opportunity, find ways to cut back on consumption. For instance, like water or resources. Or A lot of the companies now are making their products out of things that can be recycled and things that can be reused. 
instead of breaking it down, throwing it away, and making something else, using more resources, they do it this way. What about this? Use it to renew yourself. When people go on vacation, what is the foundation of where they go? Like, what is the purpose? What do they admire? What is to be admired about where they're going? It's nature. If you go to the beach, you get to stand on the shore and look across the ocean, and you can see, you may see an island, it depends on where you're at, but for the most part, all you see is water, and then it's like God drew a line all the way across, and then there's sky, because you can see for miles and miles and miles. And to me, that's amazing. We renew ourselves. There's that wasp again. <laughs> Sorry. We renew ourselves. That was a Barry Williams moment, by the way. We renew ourselves through that nature, through looking out and seeing the ocean. We are renewing ourselves. What about the mountains? When you look out and you can see the rocks and the trees and the clouds and all, uh, that's what we admire. When we go somewhere, that's the basis of it. What about this? This is my favorite. Maintain it. Those bushes right there, them purple ones, are mean. Evil little things. And when you got to go cut them, they're sky high, they stick to you like Velcro. They're just mean. But the thing about it is, I believe that God intends for us to maintain stuff like that. Because when we do, we tend to enjoy it more. What about, what about when we cut back the crepe myrtles in January? And then we just have a whole bunch of junk laying to the side and we burn it or whatever we do with the, with the top portions of it. And then, you know, you have the root and it stems up and then you have all these little stems sticking everywhere and it's evenly cut. And then when the pollen comes, they grow and they spread out into like a semicircle type thing. And um, uh, I enjoy seeing that happen, especially uh, in July when they start blooming and they start turning white or purple, those evil, spiky holly bushes that Judy Long forces me to cut once a year at her house. Mean devils, mean devils. What about the azaleas before the last frost? Maintain it. My favorite cutting grass. All right. And the last thing is this. The most important way I believe that we can respond to God uh, blessing us with the nature is, use it, is using it as a source of worship. Yesterday, um, I got to work for a guy down the road, and um, it was a beautiful day yesterday, wasn't it? Wasn't it a beautiful day? Beautiful day. It's a beautiful day today. It's a little chilly, but it's nice. Um, it's days like today that I can sit back sit in a chair, sit outside, and look and admire and treasure God's blessing on us through nature. Acknowledging that God is the creator of all. I want to end with this. My my favorite two fruits when I was growing up were uh, grapes and watermelons. 
cold grapes from, you know, Bradley's or wherever. I loved it. And um, I love grape-flavored things anyway. And, um, uh, and then watermelon, a cold watermelon, and you can, you can eat the heart of it, you know, with, with uh, a little salt on it. It tastes good, right? I love it. When you're a teenage boy, some mean things happen to you. All right? What day was it? Mom, what day did you have your Mary Kay party? Thursday. Karen Crawford brought her poor son to my house. Poor Nathan can't drive, so he has to go where Mama goes, whether it be Ross, Coles, the grocery store. I hated that. My mama did that to me all the time. I would say, hey, Mom, you know that thing you're looking for? It's over there by the door. Look, we ought, we ought to go check it out. You know what I'm saying? We need to go check it out. She never, she never bought it, but, you know, that's was kind of a dumb way to do it. But yeah, I, was, I was desperate. I hated going places with Mom. One of the places that we went was the bank sometimes. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> very few times we went to the bank. But when we did go to the bank, they would pass out the dum-dums. Has anybody had a dum-dum? Anybody had a dum-dum? Good. Dum-dums are good. This is a direct quote from the Dum Dums website. It says, Dum Dums are uniquely recognized by generations as fun to share. They have been trusted for decades by professional institutions as, as the classic candy brand to say thank you to their customers. This is what you got to do. When you think of Dum Dums, think about God's creation. It's a way of saying thank you for what you've done. Thank you for blessing us with the ability to renew ourselves. Thank you for the ability for us to, you know, admire and relax and enjoy the things that you've blessed us with. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We praise you for this beautiful weather. We lift up to you. Um, on a side note, God, our soldiers, uh, it was great to see Mr. Jeremiah Deal this morning. God, he's been away for a little while. We've missed him. And he's back for a week. He's in the Airborne Division, Lord, so keep your hand over him. He's got to go back in a week. Lord, we lift up him to you. Lord, Miss Destiny Height, she's leaving tomorrow. Be with her. God, it takes a brave soul to do that be with her. Lord, may us, uh, may we uh, admire your nature today. God, today is such a beautiful time to do that. It's an awesome time to renew ourselves on Sunday as we rest, we prepare for the week. And just give us what we need to make your will be done.